Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives. And I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This hour, your inside look into the world of boxing. Straight up, you know it, my name is Pedro Fernandez, I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio areas, having defended that title off for better than 31 years, so straight up. Take that back. It'll be 32 years come September the 12th. We've got an anniversary in the house coming up on 32 years of radio. Wow. Our 31st anniversary means we'll be into our 32nd year. Wow. What an old man I am. Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. The Skype line, you want to call us on Skype? You can. The address, sports byline, and the number two. Last night, Saturday night, wow, ESPN Boxing, the main event from the Staples Center in the City of Angels, of course. Wow, pretty good main event. Got to give Leo Santa Cruz some credit. The guy's got a body like, I've never seen that kind of a body on a boxer before without having uh, used Flintstone vitamins. But he looked really good, and he kept throwing a lot of punches, and kept throwing, he kept throwing, he kept throwing, he kept throwing. And I think that was the determining factor, that he was busier, and he landed good, clean shots. You know, I mean, Abner Maris. Pretty fair fighter, but Johnny Gonzalez exposed him for being the clown that he is. And he is a clown because he wouldn't fight Gonzalez again. Gonzalez, a bit limited, just a hooker. That's it. And if you can't beat a hooker, heh, what can I say? You don't belong to boxing. Uh, bottom line is, Abner Maris losing a majority nod last night. I thought he deserved to lose. And straight up, Leo Santa Cruz still unbeaten. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're going to go in deep with Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, Mm, 1976, a long extended interview, of course, with the greatest. I'm talking about Face the Nation, Muhammad Ali on politics, race, everything. You got it. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, all across Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius, XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $24.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV cancel the cable cut costs and get more call now 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV 
Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Protect Insurance Specialist is a referral service that connects you to a licensed agent. Availability, waiting periods, and limitations vary by state. Not major medical. Certain plans require association membership. After my husband passed away, we couldn't pay the mortgage, make car payments, or pay bills. Sometimes even having enough food was a problem. All of a sudden, our financial security, gone. You've made plans for the future. College for the kids. Retirement. Have you thought of the unexpected curves life can throw at you? Ask yourself, what if? Wait till something happens to your family. Or make sure you're ready with coverage by calling Protectum Insurance Specialists. Get term life insurance, accident insurance, critical illness insurance, all in one. Just minutes on the phone. No medical exams, no health questions, and guaranteed acceptance. It's coverage you don't get from your health insurance. Call for a free quote, 800-473-0563. Get cash fast directly to you when you need it and use it for whatever you want. Call toll-free 800-473-0563. 800-473-0563. Can I give you some advice? I'd appreciate that. You're going to find a trainer either in this gym or somewhere else that's going to want to train a girl. It's the latest freak show out there. But the only trouble is they're going to be wasting your time because you're too old. I don't feel that old. Well, neither do I, but you don't see me fighting 21-year-olds, do you? It takes about four years to train a fighter. How old are you? 31 until my next birthday. Well, there you go, 31. You wouldn't start training to be a ballerina at 31 now, would you? I've been working it for three years. And you can't hit a speed bag? What kind of training is that? Never had any balls. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Got my mind made up. Come on, you can get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. The clip there from the Million Dollar Baby, Hillary Swank, uh, straight up her sparring partner last night was a winner, I believe, on pay-per-view, Yuthan Luna Avila, 12-2-1, she's the IBF, take the back, and her and IBF World Featherweight Champion, Maureen Shea, hooked up in a fight last night, a 10-round fight from the LA Forum, and I gotta tell you, there were fights at the Forum last night, but... Why would you go at the L.A. Forum, which is like the bad part of town, which is sort of cool if you've got Mexicans on the card to bring it. But if you don't, eh, you know, and if Mexicans are fighting on the other side of town, wow, what are you doing? Are you throwing a pay-per-view event at the Forum with a black guy and Shane Mosley, Ricardo Mayorga from Nicaragua, okay? They have nearly no local ties. Mosley may be from L.A., but he's never been able to really sell it down there without the other opponent. Always been Oscar De La Hoya. The other guys have always brought... The tickets, per se. But he and Ricardo Mayorga hooked up in a rematch last night. And I think Shane Mosley's like 43 years old. And, you know, he's been done in by his wife, his wife, Jen Mosley, of course. If you don't know the story, he married her 
just uh, take it back. He hooked up with her uh, shortly before he lost to Vernon Forrest, lost the welterweight championship of the world. Of course, then he came back and lost to Forrest again. And then his wife says, well, you know, we don't want to fight uh, Oscar De La Hoya. That's why we fought Forrest. Well, wait, didn't Oscar offer you like six, seven million bucks? Yeah. Didn't you only get like a million five to fight Forrest? Yeah, well, well, why did you take the fight with Forrest and when you could have lost? And Anyway, the bottom line is she was a horrible manager, probably even a... A, even a less of a wife, if I can say that, because according to court documents that were on TMZ.com last week, she's a bigamist. At least that's what her husband's alleging, her ex-husband, Shane Mosley, who got taken to the cleaners. You know what? Not too many guys, uh, too many times you hear me rooting for the female to take a guy to the cleaners. But you know what? Jen cleaned his clock, and I'm happy. And I'll tell you why. This guy was just, he's a liar. He's a cheat. I mean, when I expose him for taking steroids, Back around 2004, of course, the Balco uh, grand jury transcripts I got a hold of. Somebody at the Chronicle showed me showed me the sections with Shane Mosley testifying, admitting that he take both, took both uh, steroids, of course, from the boys down there. I'm talking about Balco, Balco Labs, folks. Victor Conti, Shane Mosley was hooked up deep with them. Okay, then he denied it. After I went public with this, he denied it, and he almost ruined me. I mean, you wouldn't believe I was. He almost ruined me. Got my press pass taken away more than once. Uh, he made sure of that. Promoters dropped paying me the sponsorship money I was supposed to get out of Gary Shaw. Gary Shaw stiffed me for 2500 bucks. You know, I mean, the bottom line was Shane Mosley was a liar. And much like uh, that, the, the Armstrong guy, Brad Armstrong, the, um, the cyclist who was suing people who were exposing him for being a fraud, Shane Mosley was basically doing the same thing. Him and David Avila, who were they with Boxing Talk that calm then at that point in time? They hooked up and did a hit piece on me. Wow, a big hit piece on Pedro. Oh, a lot to hit him for. He's hitting you with the truth. What are you hitting back with? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They had a gun with blanks. I couldn't believe it. Shane Mosley took a, uh, a polygraph exam and was passed it. His his attorney got this for him. Uh, Judd Bernstein got him this this uh, polygraph exam examiner, and I guess they must have rigged the test because. He passed the polygraph test saying he had never taken steroids. He had never known of any steroids going into his body, any performance enhancing drugs, illegal. He didn't know of that. He knew nothing of it according to the polygraph test. But guess what? According to his later admissions on YouTube.com, his video admissions, he admitted to taking steroids and EPO. In fact, he called Victor Conti. According to Victor Conti, he called Conti on the phone and said, look, I'm going to fight De La Hoya. I need an edge, man. I'm not fighting at 154. I need an edge. Of course, well, he sued uh, He sued Victor Conti. Victor Conti sued him back and forth. When Conti's depositions of Mosley telling the truth under oath that he took steroids, that he took EPO, that he knew exactly what he was doing, proved that he's a no-good piece of you-know-what. And that's the best I can say about him, okay? And if he dies bankrupt and, pun- and punch drunk, you know what? I have sympathy for a lot of fighters. I have no sympathy for Floyd, uh, for, for Shane Mosley. Absolutely none whatsoever. Uh, absolutely none. I mean, that man, like the Brad Armstrong of boxing, went out there and assaulted, assaulted, assaulted Lance Armstrong of boxing. Uh, went out there and assaulted people and assaulted people and called people liars and this and that. And all they were doing was telling the truth and exposing him for what he was. A cheating athlete. Now he's 43 years old. He sounds a little punchy. Ten years ago at a Caesars Palace press conference in Las Vegas, I asked him, are you punch drunk? I mean, you're starting to slur your words and stuff like that, man. What's going on? And he denied that. He denied taking the steroids, all that kind of good stuff. Then they pulled my press pass about 10 minutes later. (laughs) Me for opening my mouth and asking the right question, I guess. 
Anyway, the bottom line is Mosley was a winner last night, if you can call him that, ever, uh, against Ricardo Mayorga. Mayorga, of course, coming in six, seven pounds overweight, not really training. Shane Mosley grabbing uh, Ricardo Mayorga's girlfriend's uh, hiney uh, leading up to the fight, like at the weigh-in or something like that, the press conference. I mean, this is so typically un-Shane Mosley. Shane Mosley reminds me a lot, when I look at him on video, of Jermaine Taylor. Jermaine Taylor, the 2000 Olympic bronze medalist out of Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. I was his guy. I mean, he and I got together right after he came back from the Olympics. I mean, we were really cool. We were in together at a Madison Square Garden press conference. That sort of began the bond, per se. And me and JT, the man with bad intentions from Little Rock, where my daddy was born. Thank God daddy left. Um, it, me and him were tight. And then he started to fall apart. After getting knocked out a couple times, he didn't want to take phone calls from writers and things like that. Started to get paranoid, okay? And then before you know it, he's pulling off guns and shooting at people and pulling guns on kids and, you know, accusing kids of dropping his title belt and shooting uh, his gun off at, at a county fair or something like that, a Martin Luther King parade, something like that. The bottom line was Jermaine Taylor's lost his mind. And guess what? Shane Mosley can't be far behind. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Speaking of MMA, coming up in hour number two, we'll talk about hmm, Ronda Rousey. Straight up, Ronda's got her next opponent in line. I'm talking about Holly Holm of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Holly's not the, the bravest woman I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if her intestinal fortitude has, has increased since the time she quit when that cut was below her eye in a boxing match in Albuquerque for the only fight she ever lost in her life. Of course, she came back and avenged that loss, but... Holly Holm, MMA, some people have a lot, a lot, a lot of questions about that. They really do. Speaking of questions, guess who's back in play as far as boxing's concerned? Don King. That's right. Big Don came back um, Friday night, had a card on Showtime. He was coming to you from Las Vegas. was outdoor in the heat. 83-year-old Don. I called him yesterday. Talked to him, I guess, about noon, 1230. And he was, like, burnt. He picks the phone. He goes, yeah. I go, hey, Don, what's up? Well, Godfather, what you doing? He goes, man, Pedro. Pedro, I didn't get to bed till like 7.30, man. I was up all night. You got to let me go. You got to let me go. So I let the, the master go. But he did have uh, uh, Trevor Bryan, I think, who was like 14-0 with 11 knockouts. He won a 10-round knot over Derek Rossi Friday night. That was, of course, outdoors in Las Vegas. 100-degree heat. The old man's out there, 83 years old. You know, love him, like him, hate him. Everybody's got their call on Don King. A lot of people either love him or hate him. There really is no median, median in between. But the bottom line is, you know, he's a historical part of boxing. You know, some people say that without Don King, we'd have never got some of those big fights. Well, he did put those big fights together, the huge mega fights. A lot of those mega fights were the uh, were the mindset of Don King. I remember his first promotion back in 1974. I mean, he got the government of Zaire, uh, President Mobutu, to give him six million bucks to bring Ali and Foreman there. I kid you not. So the country gives them six million bucks. They go bankrupt. Don King convinces them it will become like the Honolulu of Africa. It turned out to be the despot that it is. Ha <laughs> ha! Bottom line is, it didn't work. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Coming up, the man who shook the world so many times, the greatest, Muhammad Ali. Face the nation, 1976. CBS with Bob Schieffer. Coming up on Sports Byline.
Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help, and your insurance may offer coverage. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214. 800-521-3214. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214. 800 3214 Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Mr. Ali, you have said that uh, you like to lecture better than you like to box. You've become certainly a very well-known world figure. People know about you in every corner of the earth. You say you want to be a sort of a black Henry Kissinger. What is it you want to do after you've stopped fighting? Well, I figure that we only have so many hours a day to uh, do whatever we have to do, so many years to live, and in those years we sleep about eight hours a day, we travel, we watch television, we, if a man's 50 years old, he's lucky to say if he's had 20 years to actually live. So I would like to do the best that I can for humanity, 
I'm blessed by God to be recognized as the most famous face on the earth today. And I cannot think of nothing no better than helping God's creatures or helping poverty or working for good causes where I can use my name to do so to help this country in other countries where we're having various problems where my influence might help. Mohammed, what do you think you would have become if you didn't get into boxing? I really don't know. I started boxing at 12 years old. I wasn't, was not that educated in school, and uh, I don't know what I would have done. Probably a factory worker could have been somewhere dead, wound up in the wrong game, uh, the wrong life. But if I had heard the Islamic teachings and if I've heard the Muslim teachings, and which I've accepted, I would have probably been a minister doing something else good for mankind, but not in a large way. Mr. Ali, let me explain. Uh, I'm the law correspondent here at CBS, and they didn't bring me in because there might have been something illegal to ask you about, but uh, because they learned that I've been a Golden Glovers once in the dim past. And I want to ask you a sort of a Walter Mitty-ish question. Is there ever going to be another great white hope, a white heavyweight that's going to come in and whip all of you black heavyweights? Well, it's a great possibility. Uh, you, we can't foresee him now like they come up. Uh, we might have one now <clears throat> who might come out of the next Olympics. One might be in some gymnasium now, and he'll knock out somebody next week. We never know until it happens. Why, is, why are there so few American white fighters? You're going to fight a white man in uh, Germany, but why are so few American white heavyweights? I really don't know. One time we had Jack Dempsey, Gene Tunney, John L. Sullivan, Rocky Marciano, uh, Max Barrett, Tony Galento. We had good fighters. Carmen Basilio, Gene Fullman, and they're just not here now. Well, then let me ask you about this Japanese wrestler. Isn't that denigrating your position as a champion to go over and, and take part in a gimmick like fighting a wrestler? I would say ordinary champion, yes, but people expect these things of me. I have a great imagination. I'm always doing something. I don't think uh, you've ever had a box on this show because the no. things that I've done calls for attention. So uh, this is going to be we going into the oriental world. There's things I want to do for people of the world and I can get through them through sports and where when I'm out of boxing they'll all know me and now we're working on the oriental part of the world for some things we like to do there and we get to meet them through sports plus it's, I have a family I'm looking to take care of my family it's a nice payday and it's interesting many people want to know what would a boxer do with a wrestler and then they'll have a chance to see well now let me ask you about that nice payday it seems to me that in February of 1975 you said all your fights from now on were going to be free that you were going to give all the money to various black charities and to help small businesses and so forth not does the money come to you or is it going to these charities not just black charities we have all type charities all type people so I want to get that straight now uh, yes, the monies that I make after all taxes, I say it. I like to do all I can to help people and work for charity groups. And I want to say this on the show now. I get millions of phone calls from people thinking I'm the first national bank. We don't give away no monies. I have lawyers, I have attorneys who check the organizations, the movements, and we don't have no individuals in business uh, uh, that have propositions. It's only for groups of people who need, and this is what I want to do. Was it lawyers and attorneys who went to that Jewish old people's home in New no. York where there was just about no. 50 people, or was it Muhammad Ali himself? No, this was me. This was me. And uh, But uh, things such as this, I almost don't have to get permission to help because we know this is right. There's no greed involved on no part of no individuals. Muhammad, what would you say to your son if he came to you and expressed a desire to box? Well, I would. I think I'm going to control him or help 
my wife to control him, and that's to educate him first and get his mind together. And I wouldn't encourage him to box. I'll let him do it as a game, as a sport for health, but not as a livelihood because it's too dangerous. But teach him foreign language and, and get him. See, we all were born for a purpose. Every trees, the moon, rain, snow, everything God created has a purpose, and man has a purpose. And the wise man is he who finds his life purpose, and we want to help him find his purpose in life, which I'm sure is not boxing. Are you worried about the burden he'll have to bear being the son of Muhammad Ali? I mean, you're a tough act to follow. Well, if, I, if my act is not a good act, and if I'm not doing nothing right for people and if my image is bad, it'll be bad. But if I can do the things that I would like to do for God and the service of mankind, then I'm sure he'll be honored to be known as my son, and he would like to follow my footsteps, and people will admire him for that. But if my image is bad, then it's bad for him. Can I go back to this question of money we were talking about before? Uh, by a rough estimate, you've made almost $25 million in purses since you came back to fight. Now, we've had the, the, the spectacle of some former champs who end up in the gutter. What are you doing to, uh, to avoid that? Are you going to avoid that? Yes, sir. I um, pray the Almighty God Allah do. <clears throat> I think the best thing that I can do or anybody can do is to save the money. And What's your money in, champ? Government tax-free bonds is the best thing I think a man can put his money in. Investments are bad. There are no real good investments. All of them are gambles. And we pay the government all its taxes before I get mine. And But this is why we fight so regular, because I think two halves is better than just one. So we plan to save as much as we can. And well, you're a conservative, it. aren't you, champ? Government tax-free bonds. You're a pretty conservative uh, man with your money. Well, I have a lot of conservative fellows advising me. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you about something you said just a moment ago in reply to a question by Pete. You said, advising you, son, you would say boxing was too dangerous. Has it been dangerous for you? Have you been hurt? Have you been injured? Have you been oh, yes. damaged in any My way? My jaw's been broken, and um, one nerve is just coming back from under here where uh, I couldn't feel for about a year or two. And right now, my eardrum is busted. I got my busted eardrum in Manila with Joe Frazier training for Frazier. And I just had it rebusted the same one again. And it'll heal itself in about two weeks. But this is about all. I've had a few sore ribs. I ask because there's been some belief in some quarters that boxing was a dying sport in the United States. I noticed it dropped out of a lot of schools and a lot of colleges. I'm told that now it's coming back in some colleges. What do you think of boxing as a sport for amateurs? I think boxing is dangerous. Uh, any man being hit in the head, the brain's a delicate thing. I think it, sh it should be well protected. If a fellow's not qualified, he shouldn't be allowed to fight. But football is proven to have more deaths. Baseball, ice hockey, horse racing is a uh, car racing is much more dangerous. But I would uh, advise nobody to box if they get hit too much and it's too dangerous. Mohammed, since this is a political year, do you have a favorite among the presidential candidates? And more interestingly, has anyone asked you for support? No, no, they haven't. I uh, uh, made a statement the other day about I'm not voting for no one. I don't know enough about politics to nod what I want people watching this show to be influenced by my uh, feelings because I don't know enough about it. But the only administration that's that I really have liked is Ford's administration. For simple fact, immediately after beating George Foreman, I was invited to the White House and met him and his daughter. King Hossein was just in the country and he thought enough of me, knowing that he was a Muslim. Uh, he uh, 
uh, my religion, he thought enough of me to invite me to entertain him and to meet him at the White House. So I've been to the White House twice. So if I had to do any voting, which I don't know enough about politics, but uh, I like President Ford and his administration. Can I go back to the money just for oh, a minute? Just, just a moment on, on this yeah. question of endorsing somebody. You have also said that you would vote for Jimmy Carter, have I you? Did, I mentioned no names. Seems I to me you were on the record in I a said, newspaper article as saying no, you would vote for Jimmy Carter. I remember I said no name. I said there's a certain fellow, I just like his smile. Well, were you but, put off by the ethnic purity remark that he made? No, I don't I don't know nothing about that. I don't I don't condemn people for making remarks or making statements. I'm sure we all make statements off camera that would get us all in trouble. But uh because somebody made a mistake, I'm one who's been criticized for things I've said, so I'm the last one to condemn any man for something he said because I'm a victim of the same circumstance. Well, you leave us kind of hung up. You like Jimmy, you like a man with a certain smile, and you I, like I, President I, Ford. I didn't say no name. <laughs> I like your smile. You like a man with a certain smile for yeah. president, and you like President Ford. Are you going to vote for both of them? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say I like him for president. I oh. just said I like the image of a certain man. I like the way he smiles. I see all the politicians smiling. What make you think I'm mean Carter. I pursue this for one particular reason. There's been a big problem lately in, in a diminished vote from the black segment of the American population. The blacks have not been voting in anywhere like their past strength. And so I wonder whether you as one of the recognized figures of the black community might give a, a push to black voting or whether you think of this is important. I think it's important if the man we vote for does the right job and means right for all people. I don't know too much about politics, so this is why uh, Carter, Ford, or whoever, I cannot openly make a statement who I'm supporting or who I'll vote for because I don't know. But the administration that I like and the one, I've, I've been under a few presidents since I've been popular, but I've never been honored like I have by President Ford. Well, you are. I know that you have more, more an interest in religion, and you've said that's one of the things you want to devote a lot of time to later. But now, uh, Mr. Ali, what about this image also as a womanizer that you also have? Is that going to... Uh, is that you? You're looking at me a little incredulously here. I don't know why, but I'm trying how, to figure out what you mean by woman. Well, uh, uh, you have a reputation as you're separated from your wife, and you uh, you have a reputation as a man who has a sharp eye for the ladies. Now, how is that going to be consistent with your role as a religious leader in the years ahead? Well, as far as my personal beliefs are concerned. Uh, I don't talk about them in public. As far as my personal problems are with family, these are things I don't discuss in public, especially on high-class shows like I was told yours would be, so I don't even expect to talk about that here. Muhammad Ali, Up Close and Personal, Unplugged, Face the Nation, 1976, still to come, Part 2, Ali on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone at just a few days. So if you have knee pain back pain and you tried everything, try oil can joint lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like they did for these Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can have your website built for free and up and running in as little as seven days. Plus, promote your site on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call now to get your website built for free. If after 30 days you're happy with your new website, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for just one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call 855-254-SITE, 855-254-SITE. 855-254-7483 or go to web.com slash radio. There is no upfront charge for building the website after which the ongoing fee applies. Rights to the website are relinquished upon cancellation unless otherwise purchased. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I think boxing is dangerous. Uh, any man been hit in the head, the brain's a delicate thing. I think it, sh- it should be well protected. If a fellow's not qualified, he shouldn't be allowed to fight. But football is proven to have more deaths. Baseball, ice hockey, horse racing, is a car racing is much more dangerous. But I would advise nobody to box if they get hit too much and it's too dangerous. The great Muhammad Ali, folks. We go into part two, of course, Ali 1976 on CBS. The big network back in the days when there was only three of them, CBS, ABC, and NBC. And guess what? Muhammad Ali faced the nation. You have said from time to time that a wise man can play the fool, but a fool can't act like a wise man. And then you've said, I've always got to talk. People expect it of me. Is that a role that you play? Well, Are you trying well, to be a, an actor? I, what, to I, what I was talking about, I used to watch a wrestler named Gorgeous George. And he would always talk about how he's going to annihilate the bomb. And he would, he would do this and do that. And people came to see him get beat. And this is where I got the idea. So the talking and the gimmicks and the predicting... Uh, which I don't do nowadays like I used to, was only to promote the fights, which has now uh, elevated me over all athletes in the history of the world as far as 
uh, drawing power and world attraction is concerned. So this is just for purpose of publicity, all the talking. That's why I did that. I don't have to do it. You kind of, kind of, kind of disappoint me. I have to admit. I sort of thought this, this, this poetry, this float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, was the real Ali, not some kind of a commercial gimmick. No, that's all. It wasn't a commercial gimmick, but it was promotion, and it, it was the real Ali. I do float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, but the little poems and the gimmicks were just uh, to promote the fights. To newspapers gave them something to write about. If I can go back just for a minute, and this is obviously meant in, in a spirit of friend, friendliness. Uh, the question of the Muhammad, uh, the Islamic religion and your future in that, do you, uh, the impression one gets is perhaps uh, it is loosening up a bit after the death of Elijah Muhammad. Uh, do you think it's changing now and that your role in it can change? In view well, of what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught was good for the time during the 30s when black people were being castrated, lynched, proud of freedom, justice, equality, raped. He had to teach that the white man is a devil. Uh, his actions towards us is that of a devil. Now that we're no longer being lynched, raped, castrated, we're given equal justice. We can go anywhere to live, even the north fights the south to have, so we can have certain rights. People are not acting this way today. So Amber Wallace D. Muhammad is on time. He's teaching us it's not the color of the physical body that makes a man a devil. God don't look at our colors. Minds, hearts have no color. God look at our minds and our actions and our deeds. So we have white Muslims, brown Muslims, red Muslims, yellow Muslims, all colors. So it's the color. So the big thing in the change now, we have white people who have accepted our faith, and we now recognize all men as brothers, and we look at them according to their works. So some blacks can do evil and white. So it's not the color. Now we look at the actions. Now, how about the money, though? There have been reports that the Muslims, to a large extent, controlled uh, and received a lot of your money. Is how much? Of, what truth is there to that? There's no truth whatsoever. Uh, I wish I could give more to my cause than I do. Uh, who receives most of my money is the American government. I have made about $31 million up until this time, and the government has taken about $28 million. So I don't have no money to give to my religion like I want to. The government has taken it. I'll make one million five hundred thousand for the fight I just had. Uh, I'll be doing good to go home with three hundred and fifty thousand out of one million five hundred thousand because of all the taxes and state and federal and the government. So the government will take the monies, not my religion. Mohammed, uh, in your book, The Greatest, there seems to be a great deal of revisionist history. You tell us that you weren't brought up in middle class comfort but semi poverty. You tell us you're not a direct descendant of Henry Clay, and you tell us it wasn't a white Louisville cop named Joe Martin who started your unboxing, but a black instructor in Louisville. And this f flies in the face of all the research we've done over the past 15 years. How did we miss it? I mean, well, Joe Martin was the man who I first started boxing with. Joe Martin uh, is a white patrolman in Louisville, Kentucky, who held boxing at Columbia Gym. And he had a show called Tomorrow's Champions. Well, during that time, well, the blacks were a little held back. So Fred Stoner was the best trainer. Fred, I would train with Joe Martin at 8 o'clock and go to 
10 o'clock and train with Joe Martin. That's where I learned, I mean, Fred Stoner. That's where I learned my science, my boxing ability, my dancing ability, all my skills. But I had to go back to Joe Martin in order to stay with him to get on the television, which he had the connections and the complexions to get the protections. So I stayed with him. But the man who actually trained me to taught me my skills was uh, Fred Stoner. But the man who... Uh, took me around the country, got me the publicity, and moved, put me in the right places with Joe Martin. So this is how I had to make it in that southern city. But what about you say you grew up in semi-poverty? And your father was a fairly successful When I say semi-poverty, I mean many days we didn't have food, and many days we had to put uh, cardboard in our shoes, and many days the car wouldn't start because it was always 15 years too old, and many days the toilet wouldn't flush because the plumbing was broke, or many days we had to put a uh, pan uh, under the roof because the water had leaked in the kitchen, we couldn't afford to fix it, or uh, the cellar would fill up during rain, and we had to take a bucket and put the water out. My mother and father did all they could, and with the monies they made, they raised me good, and to, this is why I'm as great as I am now, because of my mother and father and the help of God. So, and the way I never had to work, and they did all they could to feed me. So this is why I'm where I'm at. But semi-poverty compared to what I know and you know, we may go out tomorrow and spend $150 for dinner if we take three people. The average family in America today feeds a family of two weeks on $150. Well, uh, would you, were you ever asked during that period of time to throw a fight? No, sir. I see this stuff in movies, but... Well, I want to ask you about that. Is that just in the movies, or is there a lot of that in, in All boxing? I know is from the movies. I've never had nobody say, throw a fight. I've never knew nobody who did. Now, probably in the past, these things have happened, but I know nothing about it. You also report in, in the book that uh, you threw your Olympic gold medal into the river after a couple of racist incidents. Do you regret that now? Do you wish you had the medal yes, back now that the country has changed? I wish I had my medal. I might try to go back and find that medal. Well, something happened to me one day, and I just got mad and threw the medal away. Can I ask you one question about your, the Supreme Court decision? There was a report around the Supreme Court that the justices had first voted to uphold your conviction, and then later that they switched and it was unanimously to overturn it. Did you and your lawyers ever hear that rumor? No, sir. I've never heard that before. Do you think that the system of justice dealt fairly with you? Yes, sir. I know they have. Uh, I'll say this. We have a lot of moral problems in America, but America's the greatest country in the world. I've been throughout the world. The best schooling system, the best uh, educational system, the medical system, the highways, the cars, the airplanes, the television shows, and this is why, but morally... Uh, we need to be uplifted. And the greatest moral teacher that we have in America is the Honorable Wallace D. Muhammad, and we are now looking to tell the people more about him. Muhammad, let me bring a couple of questions out of left field. We talked about this once. Do you believe in life on other planets? And two, do you believe in reincarnation? And if you do, who would you come back as? Yes, I believe in life. I believe there is. I'm not really sure. I don't think none of us can prove it, but I've heard the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teach that there's life on Mars. I believe, uh, if I believe in reincarnation, um, I don't know, it was just a quick question, but I would like to come back as um, Wallace Muhammad. 
our great Muslim leader in America. To us, he's everything because he's teaching us all about ourselves, about God, how to treat people, how to eat, everything, my whole life, everything that I do, everything that I represent, all I think about when I'm fighting is I'm a Wallace D. Muhammad and his program. He's the only man that I really admire, and I would like to come back as him. Let me ask you one question, which I don't know whether it's out of left field or right field about Muslims in America. One of the things that uh, people think about is the conflict in the Arabic world between Muslims and Jews. Uh, some people who are Jewish in this country get worried about black Muslims, and yet you show very little in the way of signs of anti-Semitism. It doesn't no. seem to be any, any parallel there. No, well, I would like to, for you to look at me as a true one, as far as true belief is concerned. Uh, we don't have black Muslims here. That's a press word. We have white brothers. We have brown, red, and yellow. All colors can be Muslims. And as far as the conflict is concerned in those countries, I don't know too much about it. And I'm looking for peace one day with all people. Now, Mr. Ali, uh, you're obviously a very bright man, and yet we're told that at one time that you flunked the draft exam because of the mental test. Did you throw that? Did, did you throw it? Was that one fight you, you threw? Was it fixed? The reason I'm laughing is because it was true. I did fail it. I, today, I'm not a good reader. I, I don't spell good at all. If you gave me a test today, I might fail it because we don't have, we have two minutes to do the test. I, have, I told them after, the pre, after that, they said, Muhammad, you failed the test. I said, I told you I was the greatest, not the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad, they're going to go into filming on a movie based on your life, and you're supposed to be playing yourself. If you weren't the star, who would you like to play Muhammad Ali. I really don't know. I would have to take some time to think about it, but it's real difficult because I've never, I, I can act. They say I'm a good actor, but nobody's never written lines to me and told me what to say and then look serious. So they've invested so much Columbia Pictures in this and they really have a lot of faith and I'm thankful for that, but they don't know if I can act or not yet. Okay. Thank you very much, Muhammad Ali, for being with us today on Face the Nation. The great Muhammad Ali on Face of Nation, 1976. You know, he's talking, bringing back a lot of memories here. He really is, of course, Muhammad Ali talking about religion and Elijah, uh, the great Elijah Muhammad and how, you know, the Muslims. This is what he told me. And Scott Cuddy's going to probably have a problem with me saying this on the air. But the bottom line is this is directly out of Muhammad Ali's mouth, okay? We're together on a bus in Macau, 1994, September, I believe, September 1994. And we're driving around. And this bus, we're going from charitable event to charitable event because he's the most benevolent man you've ever met in your life. I mean, he just really is. He, give you, he gives you the money in his pocket and the money in your pocket. And he gives that seriously to the poor. That's what he did. We gave it to some poor kids over there in Macau. But we're driving around, and I, I asked him the question that Bob Schaefer just asked him. You know, are the Muslims taking all your money? I mean, what about this thing with the Muslims? You know, are, are you into it a little too deep? You know, and he said to me, because I said, I said, I'm told you have a contract like Tom Parker and Elvis Presley, like a buck for a buck. The colonel gets a buck for every buck that Elvis makes. Okay, that was a slave contract. But I was told you had a a deal like that with the Muslims. And he said to me, like he told Schaefer, I don't donate enough money to the Muslims. But on the other hand, this is what he said. If I wasn't a Muslim, if I wasn't a Muslim, I'd just be another nigger ex-fighter. That's exactly what he told me. Exact quotes, Muhammad Ali, September 1994. If you can't handle the brutality of that, I'm sorry. But this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide as my producer scratches his head in the other room. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. This is Ring Talk.
Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds, it's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more. A $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800-631-9229, Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back and that's a guarantee. So call the student loan hotline right now. 800-949-8707-800-949-8707-800-949-8707-800-949-8707. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees give way. Closing out today's show, of course, highlighted by the man. That's Muhammad Ali. I mean, that's that's somebody none of you have probably heard before. You've never heard him talk about the Vietnam War and racial inequality and the police and all that kinds of things going around. And it's still going on. He's talking about this in 1976, folks. This is 2015 and... People are still getting drilled in the street and they're unarmed. Bottom line is, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Speaking of Muhammad Ali, 56 and 5, 37 KOs, no draws, 1960 to 1981. Of course, the final fight, the fatal night almost. A man, it was like called the drama in the Bahamas. It really wasn't the drama in the Bahamas. It was Trevor Burbick painting Muhammad Ali for most of a 10-round fight over there. Of course, that was the night that Don King got beat up by a bunch of Muslims. 
straight up, they did. They lumped. I, did, I didn't know if they were tie, hooked up with Muhammad Ali or not, but they were hooked up with the promotion, I believe, and they, they jacked Don King up. Don King got his head handed to him that night. Speaking of Don King, back in play, of course, with a, a heavyweight uh, that he thinks is going to go places. Want to wish him the very best of luck. He's 83 years old. 83 years old. Like him, love him, hate him. Most people don't uh, love him or like him. They sort of, eh, I don't know much about the guy. The guy's a weird guy, isn't he? He's always smoking cigars, got that funny haircut. Yeah, but he's he's probably one of the most dynamic individuals I've ever met in my life and one of the most intelligent men, I, without a doubt, maybe the most intelligent man I've ever met. I mean, he slipped those of late, but before, he, you couldn't get nothing by Don King. The only guy I know that ever got a contract by Don King was Hector Camacho, the late Harlem Heckler, when he retired. Take it back. He didn't retire. He gave up the championship he held and told Don to go stuff the championship. So without the championship, Don had no right to uh, the fighter. The bottom line was Hector Camacho, may he recipes. Don King still going. Speaking of Ali, there were three Muhammad Ali's in the world of boxing. One was out of Indonesia. He wasn't too good. He was a bantamweight. He went 0-1. And, and the other Muhammad Ali out of Damascus, Syria, went 1-0. and Both those guys fought in 2013 and 2014. Now, a gaff that I want to uh, clean up that I did earlier. Of course, a pay-per-view fight at the Forum last night. In the fact, I think I did the last real big pay-per-view card uh, as far as women boxers were concerned. I believe that was in the 90s from Lula, Mississippi. That was that place where the mouse uh, scared the hell out of me at 3 o'clock in the morning. I jumped up on top of the toilet. Kid you not. What a coward. Bottom line, though, is that Yuli Luna Avila beat up on a girl named Maureen Shea. Maureen Shea was the sparring partner for Hillary Swank in the Million Dollar Baby. Scores were 97-93 across the board. And Shea actually had one judge claim at 98-92. But I tell you, man, Avila, I watched some of those highlights. Avila painted her like a fence. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. On many of these upcoming, uh, on many of these same board, sports bylines affiliates, upcoming will be Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a version of the MMA Hour. Until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down, but most importantly, don't forget, Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, Sports Byline, Mondays, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Cause I love-